Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I am your host, Martha Reddick, and this week we are going to be talking about nap time. Dun, dun, dun. And to do that, I have brought back again the lovely Brittany Vogel. Hello, Brittany. Hey, Martha. Thanks so much for having me again. Thank you for coming back. Uh, I Brittany did the infants episodes, so that we broke that into two parts because infants, though they be but little, have a lot of information that goes with them. Little but mighty. Yes. Um, and then also the uh, talking difficult subjects with parents. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly what yeah. we called it, but that's the idea the behind that episode. Um, well, wonderful. Well, for those that have not heard those mm-hmm. episodes yet, although I'm sure they're going to go listen to them yeah. right after this. As they should. Uh, let's hear a little bit of background about you. Yeah. So I am a Chicagoan, just like Martha. I have been nannying for a little over seven years now, which is really, really exciting. I'm also in the theater. I work primarily with newborns, but I've been lucky to be with my current family for about two and a half years. So wow. been with them um, since their little one was Three months old. Oh my goodness. So crazy, so oh my goodness. <laughs> well, that is wonderful. Um, and then, so yeah, today we are going to be talking about nap time. And uh, we were kind of chatting before we started recording and saying that sadly, this is a subject that nannies often don't get a say in. Mm-hmm. Um, the parents will say, This is when we nap. Yep. Um, but in case they ask you your professional opinion, Or if um, something's not working nap time wise, this episode will give you some ideas as to how to approach nap time in a way that is backed with uh, science. Absolutely. And reasoning. Because, yeah, I did did quite a bit of research. And I've actually done quite a bit of research uh, on nap time because I believe in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and when I took education classes, even though I was in secondary education, we did like, you know, we worked through psychology of all ages. Mm-hmm. And this was a part of that that really stuck out to me. And also in they were arguing that high schoolers even should have quiet time. Naps for all. Yeah, they were Kids, saying adults, yeah, old people, the, the everyone should adults nap. should definitely <laughs> nap, and that um, high schoolers do better if they have some quiet time in the day. That's what I've heard. Like break it up like four hours and then have an hour to just 
kind of decompress and then go back. Exactly. Um, although I will say high schoolers don't often choose to mm-hmm. use their time to actually decompress. Oh man, I wish that I could go back and <laughs> tell know. myself, take a nap while you still can. I know. I still do find times to nap. I love napping. <laughs> One of my really dear friends, uh, her she studied abroad, mm-hmm. and her friends made an album uh, called Macy Sleeps. <sighs> And, or where is Macy sleeping? Sure. And it's like her up against a wall. <laughs> she, oh, see, I'm envious of those people who can just fall asleep anywhere because I do need to be like kind of laying down in a bed or a couch quiet, or something like that. Yeah. But oh man, when I get those moments, I take full advantage. Yes, exactly. And children, mm-hmm. uh, when they fall asleep, I mean, as we know, the the dreaded falling asleep in the car mm-hmm. right before nap time. Always. It's the worst. Um, although now my, none, none of my little ones actually nap. So when they fall asleep in the car, I'm like, oh, they oh, actually great. need. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a couple extra times around the block. Sometimes I take the long way. I'm like, shh, Google Maps. Yeah, That's right? not the way no, we're going. we're not doing this today. <laughs> and uh, I was going to a Billy Joel concert mm-hmm. last yeah. week. And my little one fell asleep. And we had been playing Frozen. Mm-hmm. And then... When he woke up, he was very upset that it was Billy Joel <laughs> instead of frozen. frozen, like tantrum upset. Aww, poor bud. I know. And I was like, it's okay. I can change him back to frozen. <laughs> but anyway, let's start with infants. Yes. They need the most sleep. Absolutely. And if you did listen to our infant podcast, this is probably going to be some repeat information. But uh, the good thing is, is that even though this is really good for infants, it's also great for all ages. Mm -hmm. So the big thing about infants is, of course, they're going to need the most sleep than any other age range you're going to find. And what I find works best is if you try to get them on whatever their natural schedule is. So if you are kind of going throughout the day with them, especially if they're a younger child or you're just starting with the family and the family doesn't really have a solid sleep schedule set for them yet Mm -hmm. just try and see what the infant is kind of naturally falling asleep to I find that three naps a day for kids under one tend to be best Mm -hmm. a morning nap a post-lunch nap and then a quick quick nap right before the parents come home around four or five in the evening and that helps with that witching hour too absolutely and uh, parents are shocked because they think oh if my kid naps too much during the day they're not going to nap at night and the opposite is actually true science has proven that the more kids nap during the day the easier it is for them to fall asleep and stay asleep at night Mm -hmm. which is it it does seem counterintuitive. I understand mm-hmm. why parents have a hard time believing it. Uh, but the proof is in the pudding. Absolutely. And I have found that to be true as well, mm-hmm. that if kids nap during the day, but not too late in the day, right? that's, that's a potential problem. Ten, I've worked for a lot of families at this point in my career. And the timeframes that I tend to find that work for most families are about 8.30 to 9 in the morning, mm-hmm. maybe about a 90-minute nap. And then around maybe 12, between 12 and 1, about a two-hour nap. Mm-hmm. And then uh, maybe around like 4, 4.30, 45 minutes to an hour. Just a quick, quick nap just to make right. sure that they're not crazy for dinner time. Yes. But they have that good little amount of sleep before kind of moving into the rest of the day. Awesome. So, and you said that was for a year and under. Yeah, I, ideally. Ideally, Of course, like yeah. you were saying at the start, you know, parents sometimes, especially they like to plan a lot of things (laughs) for the little ones days. So, um, that might 
not always work best for what the parents want, but in an ideal world that tends to work for many, many infants. Yes, I completely agree. And then once we get to that year mark about Mm -hmm. and we're starting to feel out Mm -hmm. uh, scaling back naps... Then I recommend going down to just two naps mm-hmm. and do kind of dropping that late afternoon nap mm-hmm. right before the parents come home and do a morning nap and a post-lunch nap. And usually you can find that the kids can last a little bit longer. Um, so you can kind of delay that post-lunch nap for maybe about 45 minutes to an hour. But the nice thing is is that children should sleep for a little bit longer. Right. So you should have a shorter nap in the morning time, so maybe about hour to 90 minutes, mm-hmm. and then maybe about two hours in the afternoon post-lunch. Yes. And then um, according to this parent's article, parent magazine article that I looked up, um, it says to uh, at age about two mm-hmm. is when you start thinking about dropping down to one yeah I recommend between two and two and a half I'm a full believer that if your child is still willing and able to take two naps milk that as long as humanly possible just because yeah. that's their body telling you that they need it right. but if you're finding that they are having a a really, really hard time falling asleep during that morning nap and it becomes more of a playtime, then that's usually about the time where you can just drop down to one nap. And it should be a fairly long afternoon nap. Two to yes. three hours is really, really fine for kids who are between two to three, three and a half years old. Yes. And then uh, that three and a half to four, you start, you definitely drop it down to one. Usually at that point, they're, yeah. they're ready. Although if they're still napping twice a day and sleeping at night, yeah, <laughs> go for it. Well, and, and that's why I said, I think as long as the child is benefiting from it, keep going. You know what I mean? Right. Because, um, and especially for if you're working with a family who it's their first child, mm-hmm. they are going to have a hard time kind of knowing like, oh, when do we start dropping it? And it's up to you oftentimes as a nanny to say like, I'm spending the days with the child. So right. this is kind of how our schedule's working out. You know, uh, I I'm work, have worked with a family where the five-year-old was still taking an hour and a half nap in the mm-hmm. afternoon. And that's because his body needed it, you know? Right. So uh, don't feel like just because they've reached a certain age or a certain milestone in their life that that means that naps just disappear. Yes. Listening to the child's rhythms more than a hard and fast rule Absolutely. is super important. Absolutely. But you can use their age as kind of like, oh, now I should... Yeah, we'll, a general guideline. Because we'll then you can start to look attention. for the cues and mm-hmm. start to see like, oh, you know what she actually we normally go to bed at nine but she's usually pretty okay till like 10 so maybe we'll we'll see about dropping that afternoon nap and you also might find that you maybe go down to one nap for like two weeks and you're like nope not ready yet (laughs) and then you go back to the two and things you know are good for a couple weeks and then you try again a few weeks later so I think the biggest biggest advice is just listen to the cues the child is giving you children will absolutely show you in their actions and eventually with their words of how they're feeling and what they need Yes, exactly. And then, yeah, that uh, dropping naps completely. Uh, also listen mm-hmm. to your child's body on that, what, the, what it's telling you. Um, and I've heard a pediatrician tell a family that if they are continuing to nap, that even right up until they go into kindergarten, mm-hmm. that is fine. And that is, you know, I've worked with a family who that's literally what we did uh, pretty much up until the month before he went to kindergarten. Mm-hmm. He was taking a daily nap. And it wasn't a long nap. And oftentimes what we did is we said, you know, we're going to put you in your room and 
Try to fall asleep if you can. If not, then you can read quietly or play quietly, but this is quiet time. So even if you're finding that your older child isn't napping during that time, I still do recommend giving them some alone time, giving them some quiet time to say, this is a time to rest. This is the time to recharge. We're just going to have some quiet time. If you fall asleep, great. If not, that's okay too, but we are going to have some quiet time. Um, you know, in the middle of our day. Yes. And I also find that it dovetails nicely into when they're starting to be curious about reading. Mm -hmm. So if they are not napping, uh, I think having that turn into quiet reading time, it will naturally happen a lot of the time or they just want to flip through books and look at the pictures and start to read. Just doing things, you know, and quiet. You can just say, I'm going to put you in your room. I will come out, you know, come get you in 90 minutes or one Mm -hmm. hour, whatever, you know, agreed upon time that you guys discuss with the parents and just say, you're going to have quiet time in your room, you know, read if you want, whatever. And even once the child enters kindergarten, you can still have that quiet time. Sometimes it's very beneficial because kindergarten can be very overwhelming for a lot of students. Mm -hmm. It's quite, quite a change of pace, especially if they didn't do a full day's worth of preschool. Right. So just having that hour or hour and a half when they come home is oftentimes just a nice decompressing for the child so that they feel rested and ready for the rest of their evening and the next day. Yes. And they, there's also been scientific studies that talk about, uh, for kids to retain the information that they learned at school, that having coming home and having a quiet time where they're not, it's not screen Mm -hmm. time, um, because then that's different stimulation, but having a quiet time helps all of that information sink in. It makes those, uh, those neurons firing in their brain stronger to to have some downtime to process everything and I think you're totally right and I also think that it really really does help with the reading as well Mm -hmm. if you just say you know I know it's hard I know it's frustrating to start to read but if you just dedicate some time for the child to do that it does help with the quiet time it does help them kind of get that mental stimulation but it also really advances their reading much much faster than you would anticipate right because they're naturally curious they really are um so wonderful let's switch over because we kind of went through all of the ages Mm -hmm. because after six or seven I think you're you're in solidly into that quiet time yes they're not probably napping anymore right and I do recommend quiet time once again as long as you can as long as the parents will allow as long as the child will allow just you know for your sake and for your <laughs> mental sanity because nannies can have long days. Um, but for the kids too, it's really, it is really important. And it's something that, um, if you really foster it from the beginning, it is something they do look forward to. Yes. And, uh, literally last week's episode was about individual play Mm -hmm. and so also uh incorporating that as Mm -hmm. they get older if they're not going up into their room i know you've had a lego episode (laughs) yes legos for quiet time i mean puzzles for quiet time something that is mind stimulating that is not in front of a screen that they can do solo Mm -hmm. but if they need to ask for help they can't right yes it's beautiful uh so For napping, Mm -hmm. we talked earlier about falling asleep in the car. Mm -hmm. Um, And have you had any successful things for keeping a kid awake? 
Uh, unfortunately, not until other than you just can make it home. Poking them and just being like, "Don't fall asleep! Don't fall asleep!" Uh, unfortunately, I think the hard thing is is sometimes it just happens, it and does. if a, if a child is needing to go to sleep, it doesn't matter how loud you turn the music, <laughs> doesn't matter how often you shake them, they're gonna fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the biggest advice I can give you is try to, if you can, lift them out of the car and put them into the crib right away without waking them. But if they do wake up, I do recommend 20 to 30 minutes of playtime before trying to put them back to sleep. That's Just a great because idea. Because oftentimes if you try to put them asleep to sleep right away, they do not want to go back to sleep. Right. So if you just have, and they don't need much because their mind is kind of already in that tired state. So if you just add the tiniest touch of playtime before putting them back to bed, it oftentimes kind of re-triggers that, oh no, no, I'm actually sleepy. I don't want to play. Yes, I completely agree. Um, And then setting yourself up for success Mm -hmm. around nap time. So some things that for me have worked Mm -hmm. um, are sound machines my gosh oh my goodness what a difference I actually got one for my room because it works so well right one especially you know we're here in Chicago which is a busy city which Mm -hmm. can be very noisy so depending on your environment it might not be as big of a factor Um, but I oftentimes find like a soft music rainfall a sound machine just something um, to allow the child to know like hey when this is on I know it's time to sleep. Yes. It cues their brain Mm -hmm. to automatically be in that sleepy place. Yes. Um, And then having a routine around it. Absolutely. So you read one to three books, depending on how long they are. (laughs) Because sometimes I'm like, no, this one's a chapter book. We're not. (laughs) That's the thing is we have uh, two separate piles. We have long books and short books. Oh, nice. So you can either get two short books or one long book. (laughs) That's great. That's so, that's so well organized. So yes, reading a book or two, Mm -hmm. um, singing songs Mm -hmm. before uh, each nap time can be very, very helpful. Absolutely. And, you know, once you're getting to a child to, you know, a potty training routine, okay, we're going to go potty, mm-hmm. then we're going to put a diaper on, then we're going to do this. But I think the routine, the consistency is the best thing that you can do. And I know as nannies, sometimes it's hard because just because we're consistent during the week doesn't mean the parents are always consistent right. on the weekends. So oftentimes I find Monday, Tuesday tends to be <laughs> a little bit more difficult than the rest of the week. Um, but just the more consistent that you you can just have a routine. It's going to benefit you. And it's like you said, just going to put that child into the sleepy state of mind. Like, oh, right. I know that when we do this, I'm falling asleep soon after. Right. And I, I like to think of it kind of in that bank metaphor of the more often you are consistent with that routine, you're putting money into the bank mm-hmm. so that if there is a birthday party or you got stuck at mm-hmm the library longer than you intended like the line was really long at the grocery store then you can withdraw a little bit and they won't get too far off of their routine absolutely because if you're saying okay well our routine is you know nine to eleven and then three to five and then you're only doing it one day a week right that's not a routine anymore (laughs) (laughs) hate to break it to you (laughs) that's random times So, you know, even though, yes, any nap is better than no nap, but the more often you can say we're doing the same thing in order to prepare for it, going down within a half hour on either end of when we usually go to bed, it's just going to make everyone's life easier. And honestly, the child will nap better. Yes. Also, um, and this is not something that necessarily a nanny can 
do or get, but you can suggest it. Blackout curtains mm-hmm. makes such a big difference. And most parents have them. Yes. Especially or, if or the are kids, willing to yes. adjust with them. And I know that a lot of parents like to do um, like the stars machines mm-hmm. or like blankets or a lot of toys. If once again, you might not have a lot of control over it. If you can try to recommend the parents don't put anything in the crib, yes. uh, especially obviously for younger children for health and safety reasons. Right. Um, but even as the child gets older, oftentimes those types of things can be a distraction. Really, all they need is a blanket, maybe a pillow. Mm hmm. And yeah, keep yeah. it simple. They don't, and they then don't need once, 40 toys in bed. Once they as get much their, as they might want them. Right. Yeah. And once they get their big kid bed, mm-hmm. also just keeping their entire room. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about that on the toy overload episode. Uh, but keeping their room not toy crazy. Right. To keep those well, in a and play area. And exactly. Keep those in a play area, even if it's just for the first couple of weeks, couple of mm-hmm. months, just so the child gets accustomed to, I don't have anything to do in my room except sleep. Right. This is my place for mm-hmm. sleeping <laughs> and reading a few stories. Mm-hmm. Um, also for little kids, this article talked about um, not necessarily rocking them to sleep mm-hmm. and then trying to put them to bed, but... Uh, just getting them in bed and yeah. then maybe sitting in the room, maybe not. And I do definitely recommend that just because there is going to be times where you're not always going to be able to rock a child to sleep. Mm-hmm. And especially as they go into the evening times, what you do with the children during the day absolutely affects their nighttime routine and their nighttime habits. Yes. So if the parents don't want to be rocking the child to sleep and you do it every single morning, they're going to start to get accustomed to that. So Whenever possible, I do encourage, let the child fall asleep on their own. They might cry for a little bit. They might whine and want you to hold them. But it is important for them to know that, nope, when I when it's time for nap, you go in the crib and you go to sleep. Uh, you don't need to have somebody else put you to sleep. Once again, obviously, there are some parents who are big, big believers in attachment parenting who right. want you to be there almost consistently while a child sleeps at the end of the day you have to submit to what the parents want you to do but in an ideal world a child can and should be able to fall asleep on their own yes yes but if they are struggling and it is maybe one day a week Mm -hmm. or uh i've had a kid actually have a nightmare during nap time yeah which um was so sad (laughs) i was like oh i know i had that once too i just heard I'm like, I, I was like freaking out because I'm like, oh my God, what happened? What, what happened? happened? Like he's hurt. He's dying. No, just, just a, a nightmare. nightmare. <laughs> um, but something that I have found that it has a hundred percent working mm-hmm. uh, in my history is that was not phrased well at all. <laughs> I went on so many adventures today with my kiddos that my brain is dead. Um, We're recording on a Monday here. We have Monday brain. We really do. Um, But anyway, is uh, to do this, the official title for it is autogenic relaxation. I learned this in a theater camp Mm -hmm. when I was six. And it is basically talking through the different parts of your body and relaxing them one by one. Mm-hmm. So if you're driving, maybe skip ahead because I don't want to put <laughs> you to sleep. But it basically goes something like this. We're going to focus on our toes. We're going to relax our toes. 
Brittany's falling asleep already. Um, and you can go body part by body part. I usually start with about 30 seconds to a minute of just breathing with the child. I lay with the child. We get our wiggles out. We lay down. We find a comfortable position. We breathe for 30 seconds to a minute. And then we go body part by body part, working from our toes all the way up. And I say lots of different things like you give the entire weight of your calf to the bed. Let it sink completely into the bed. I'm already relaxed, Martha. I know, right? <laughs> um, and I have been doing this for years and years and mm-hmm. years to myself um, to fall asleep at night when I am struggling to. And then I started doing it with kids that I nanny if they were struggling to fall asleep as well. And uh, I have now found an app that will do it for me, mm-hmm. which... Sometimes I still like to do it for the kids because you can time it better. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes I'm like, you relax your entire foot. Sometimes I'm like, toe, the ball of your foot, the heel of your foot. Um, And that app is called I Sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I Sleep Easy. And they have, it's free and they have guided audios. So they also have ones that are just about relaxation. But then they have this one that goes body part by body part. And sometimes I turn that on. And it has never not worked. I've never reached the end of that 10-minute recording. And I think the great thing about it, too, is um, kind of going through this guided session, either relaxation or even just, you know, as the children get over, they have more comprehension of kind of like, I'm going to relax my body. Just being able to teach that to them is going to be something that is going to benefit them for the whole rest of their life. I mean, you mentioned you learned it at six and you're still doing it now so it's one of those things where I know sometimes um nap time can be frustrating for nannies because we feel like oh we're not doing enough or you know they're not napping or they're doing this or they're doing that and I think it's just about saying like we are giving the children tools to be able to you know continue even as they get older even as they become adolescents yes and and yeah like you mentioned I I specifically remember the theater teacher that taught this Mm -hmm. to me stage right camp shout out (laughs) Knoxville Tennessee um but I I remember it and I still use it to this day because the world's stressful Mm -hmm. and nighttime or right when you're about to go to sleep even for young kids Mm -hmm. that don't necessarily have what we quote unquote think of as stressors, but mm-hmm. for their lives, there are stressful Absolutely. things. They stepped on a Lego. Right. That's hard. That's Those hard. things hurt. They do. <laughs> and I think the great thing is, is the sooner you start them, the sooner you can start to incorporate them, the longer that they can be um, beneficial for the children. Mm-hmm. I worked with a family, one of the first nanny uh, jobs that I had full time out of college, uh, you know, we listened to the same album, and I still uh, babysit her every once in a while, and she still listens to it to fall asleep. Oh my so it's one of those things where starting these habits early really, really can benefit the child for years and years to come. Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, well. Is there anything else? I think um, the only other thing that I would want to touch on is sometimes you do encounter a child who has FOMO, Uh fear of missing out. Uh, And this tends to happen when um, 
kids have older siblings who mm-hmm. maybe are past their nap time or um, are already, you know, out doing things or whatever. And the younger children feel like if they're going to take a nap, then they're going <laughs> to miss out on the fun day. So I think uh, kind of going back to saying like, no, this is going to be quiet time even for your older sibling. So if you are working with a, a family or a set of siblings or something like that where uh, they're on different routines, on different schedules, sometimes especially as um, – maybe the older child is dropping their nap or the routines are changing up or whatever, uh, you might get a couple weeks of this like FOMO, like, no, mm-hmm. I don't want to fall asleep because I need to kind of be in the world. I need, I, it's too exciting to miss. Um, just really refocus on like saying like, nope, your older brother is going to have quiet time. This is his quiet and this is your quiet time. And just really reinforcing and making sure that you're not slacking on those routines and those habits. So that way it is an easy transition for them and they don't feel like they are missing out on any exciting things. Yes. There's also, I think it's Grover. It might be Elmo, Mm -hmm. but I think there's Grover stays up late Mm -hmm. is a book Mm -hmm. that explores that Grover tries to stay up the entire night. Um, and you have to like keep him up. He asks you to help him keep, help keep him up. Monster at the end of the book. Yes, exactly. Um, and, and he finds out that his mom is not really doing anything fun. She's like doing dishes. Um, and he also gets very, very sleepy in the process. Of course. Um, so that might be a good one if to read to a kid, if they are, struggling with that totally. fear of missing out uh because if grover tells you oh yeah then you're gonna and you listen. know it's legit you know it's true and <laughs> i'm sure that there are other ones that have the same idea i think there's a growing pains episode but don't show that to a small child <laughs> um, be like, what? where uh what was her name ruby ruthie the little one the that little, they introduced yeah. later uh, to keep things exciting to keep things exciting i mean they had leo yeah. what else do they need so yeah, the more the more you can just really reinforce those routines and not slack on them, and and um, I, and of course you need to make sure that you're the parents are okay with this. But I do think it's okay to say, you know, you're just gonna be in your room and you Mm -hmm. can come out when I can come get you. And if they don't nap, they don't nap, you know, but, um, just saying like, you are going to be in your room from this time to this time. And you know, if they are running around, then they're running around. But oftentimes you find that if you stick to your routine, even if they, you know, might throw a little fit at the start of it, uh, they will get tired and fall asleep eventually. So (laughs) the fit will wear them out. Oh, exactly. (laughs) Um, so even though it can be hard to, and be frustrating to kind of be dealing with the doors opening and, you know, the crying and all of that, uh, just really stick to your guns and just say, you know, this is what we're doing. This is what our time frame is. And pretty soon the kids will, will remember and they'll fall back into it. Yes, I think that is key to a lot of things with mm-hmm. nannying is routines mm-hmm. and consistency. Consistency is key. It really is. Um, well, wonderful. Uh, well, if you have questions or advice that you would like to share, please email it in to chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Or if you have a cute story that you want to share at the end of the podcast, uh, I love reading them and sharing them and would love to receive some more. But since we don't have any in the inbox right now, and Brittany has brought a very appropriate one Mm -hmm. and a very sweet one. 
So I am actually um, moving into my last couple weeks with my current family, Aww. which is very, very sad and very overwhelming. I've been with them since their little one was three months old. Oh so, and she is just about to turn three. So it's been a, been a long time with this family and it's been really great. And uh, me and the little one definitely have a bond, which is lovely, but she's about to start preschool, which is exciting enough in itself. Mm-hmm. And um, whenever big changes happen in a child's life, I always kind of just like to mention them relatively often so that they're not a total shock when they come. Yeah. So as we were getting ready for nap time today, I said, okay, little one, do you know that next week you're starting preschool? And she goes, uh-huh. And I say, well, do you know that you're going to be napping while you're at preschool? You're not going to nap at your house. And she goes, okay. And I go, so this is going to be the last week that Miss Brittany is going to put you down for your naps. And she goes, okay. I'm like, so just, you know, make sure you know that next week I'm not going to help you nap. And she just looks at me for, you know, just a couple seconds. And then she reaches up and puts her hands just on either side of my face and go, sing sunshine. And which is, you know, you are my sunshine, which is part of our routine. We sing that every nap time right before we go to bed. And of course, I'm just like, yeah, we can can sing it through. through You know what I mean? Like trying to like not cry in front of her. (laughs) She'd be like, what are you? What's wrong with you? Um, But it was just a really sweet moment. And it just really shows you that um, those little moments that you create with your nanny children do become really, really special to them. They sure do. That is such a sweet story. Um, That one also gets me because my mom saying you're my sunshine to me every night um well thank you for sharing that that's so sweet i know she's a sweet little girl it's gonna be hard to move on but it is unfortunately the hardest part of the job but uh, it really is lucky to have good memories and good families to work for for yes yes and for all of you out there uh please follow us on twitter and instagram and facebook um and subscribe to the podcast that really helps our algorithm and if you can um review it the typing it out is actually the most helpful thing that you can do uh so if you are enjoying this if you love sweet stories (laughs) um got a lot of them yeah we have a lot of them on here and uh it would it would mean the world to me if you would go write a review on itunes uh that is the most helpful thing that you can do to keep this podcast going Mm -hmm. so thank you so much Brittany, for being here of course i'm so happy to be back and uh can't wait to hear it oh yeah and thank you all for listening we'll see you next week The Chronicles of Nannia is produced and hosted by Martha Reddick. Artwork by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nannia and on Twitter at Nannia Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnannia at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market